Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And today we are at episode 31. Dirty 31. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing? I know. Impressive. And we have a very special guest with us. This is our friend Carrie. Hello. How are you? Great. That's great. Um, Carrie is a, um, she's my like BFF right now. And this is we our. We have mixtapes. I like that you said right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I could, I feel like I, I, I vibe with that. Cause I, yeah. you know, you've got your flavor of the month. We've been flavors of the month for like a good yeah. solid, I don't know, six, six months, months maybe. Yeah. I think we declared our BFF love maybe six months ago. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's kept. It's like the fire. The embers are burning. Yeah. They're, they're cooking along, and I, which I think is good because I think once the the initial like that kind of new relationship energy kind of maybe dies out, mm. sometimes it's like, ooh, I just it was kind of just that like initial flame that I wanted. But our like it's smoldering. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. Okay, this is meant to be. Yeah, that's great. I was just check a little back bit... in six months from now. <laughs> we'll see. Check back in after this interview. Yeah. You might be like, he's a fucking lunatic. I don't like him at all. Um, but yeah, we've been homies and we had mutual friends that introduced us at first. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Just like what you want the people to know. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I am female. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Like, hear me roar. It's, yes. I've been filling out a bunch of bios. I, so yeah. I own, I own my own business in Portland. I own a marketing agency called Good and Gold Marketing. Little plug there. Yeah. Is it goodandgold.com? Uh, yeah, it is. Goodandgold.com. Get That's... your dicks over there. Yeah. And pussies. Um, and it's so funny when you fill out the bios and you like instantly want to go to like what you have done in your career. Mm. Mm. And I feel like that's a thing that we kind of need to get away from a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when someone says, tell me a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the first thing we go mm-hmm. into. Is career. I, yeah. Oh, I and totally I kind of feel like that's such a American thing mm-hmm. to do. Not that I know of any other cultures that do it another way, but I just feel like right. that's, that's the first mm-hmm. line. Anyway. Um, so yes, I am female. I am a lesbian. Um, I am married to no. a wonderful and beautiful woman named Rachel. Um, I am 39. Uh, I have a little boy named Augustus James Ritchie, who is two. I don't think I knew his full name. Yep, that's his that's name. A strong name. It's a really strong, strong name. It it's really like strong. presidential, even. Yeah, yeah or, or he's going to be a novelist. Yep. Yes. <laughs> These are the things you talk about when yeah. you sure. go through naming. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, who is he like a rock star? Like, I had, for a minute, it's like, do we want to name him Ace? Like, that's such Ooh. a badass yeah. name. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's going to be a total douchebag. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Cult leader. <laughs> you something's do, you gonna, do start yeah. to just fit your name. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, that guy, Ace doesn't know much about consent. Yeah. No. no. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. And he's not totally. trying to learn. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, what else? My favorite color is yellow. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. a strong favorite color. That's not a frequent favorite color. I don't it's like. not. It's yeah. not. It's my mom's favorite color too. Particular mm. shade of yellow? Yeah, that's a good question. I could tell you the shades. It's not. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, like okay. it, like it's not like kind of a cream yellow. Mm, okay. You know, yeah. it's not like a nacho cheese yellow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How about like, like a goldenrod? Goldenrod's great. In fact, that's good oh. and gold's color. I was gonna yes. say. I felt like that is yeah. that is right in your cool. Yeah. 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 That's a it's a fun color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, another thing about myself, I'm kind of like a truth serum person, mm. which I think is great at first mm. to people mm-hmm. and is hard, uh, you know, it's a hard thing to deal with on a daily basis. Like if you're an employee of mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you mean, do how, how you... so give us an example. Um, like, like a designer will come to me and say, Hey, do you like this? And I will say, no, I don't. And it's constructive. It's like, I don't like this because of this, this, and this. And what about this? Mm. But I just can't pussyfoot around stuff. Mm -hmm. I like, I, I feel like I turn into like the Hulk or something. I have like (laughs) this thing happens where it's like, if I try to like withhold truth, it, I physically feel the repercussions ah. okay um or rachel will say do you like my outfit and we like have to go right and i'm like Ugh. don't say yes <laughs> maybe i have to be truthful but maybe not maybe I just so don't now know. she knows to like ask me well before we leave oh, the smart. That's a good oh that's good yeah i know yeah so that's awesome <laughs> those are some of the things yeah um i, I like mean, truthiness though mm-hmm. yeah i appreciate it i mean i feel like there's i have I have people pleasing parts of my personality for sure where, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty truthful with people about if they ask me for an opinion about something. Yeah. But I but I do give people what they want to hear mm-hmm. like when it's, yeah, that's kind of the name of that. I kind of do a little sandwich maneuver just because I know that I have to like insert the truth. So right. I'll be like, Shit you know sandwich. what? Yeah. I can see why you pick that outfit. Uh-huh. And like this definitely brings out your eyes. Yeah. But like it's not it's not pulling together like these colors don't work together. Mm. But I do think that you made some good decisions here. Yeah, you that know? was so diplomatic. You're a good person, yeah. Yeah. even if this is not a good outfit. I'm st- you're a good partner. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to go. Um, those are my things. I would say a couple other pieces. I have dual citizenship. I'm part Canadian. Mm. Um. And I feel like that parlays with the final me thing I will share, which is I really value um, comedy. Mm. Um, in fact, we were talking about doing an improv class, which Ooh. could be a thing. This is on the record now, so you can't back out. Ooh. I'm we saying we. I'm it. saying we talked about. No, it. No, you said we agreed and signed a document <laughs> saying that we both can do it together. You know, I I do think that you should push me over the edge on this. Like, I I, I had a friend telling me that he, you know he's doing the thing where he always has to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. He can't yeah. say no to things. Anymore. Oh yeah. yeah, and I'm like. Mm, cool. That's cool for right. you. And I've been thinking more about it. It's like, you know, actually that there is something in there that I think is just really valuable in terms of personal growth. Like mm. it doesn't mean you have to say yes. I mean, like you don't have to say yes to have, having sex with someone. No. <laughs> I was going to say the always Preferably saying, not. Yeah. The always saying yes thing has boundaries. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But it's like, you know, at least entertaining them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's do it. Fuck yeah, dude. Yes. It starts like second week in for first week in February. We should look into it after we're done recording. Yeah. Cool. I think it's four hundred and fifty dollars. We're both going to Palm Springs at the same time, oh, so keep that in mind. Which might be one of the anyways, but there's seven yeah. classes. And I feel like whatever, dude. We might have to miss one. That's yeah. I'm gonna have to be like probably miss one or two or something. It's like I just think it's more about doing it. Yeah. And then there's a big like um in March there's the big uh like graduation thing. So mm-hmm. you perform at Helium in front of a packed house. Yeah. My Ooh. friend, so my friend, um, a really good friend of mine is Caitlin Warehouser. You yeah. should look her up. She's, she was on Colbert um, last week. And um, she was 
talking me into doing it and I was like yeah I'm gonna do it and Had then it was like when it? I read I was like reading the whole thing it was yeah. like, and then perform and it, it was like I'm out <laughs> <laughs> had she done this one yeah oh she did oh, and you... she's like a big time comedian now. dude I think you said that the other night I know that's awesome this is I'm... the jump off right I know here. this is the jump yeah. off mm-hmm. we could both this could be a game changer <laughs> we might we might have a Siamese twins act <laughs> we might have something where it's like us together yeah who's on first yeah oh, yeah boy. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I guess the last thing I'll share with you guys just for the, you know, why am I here is I've been trying to get pregnant for mm-hmm. a year and a half. Yep. Um, so I've been on that road. We've, we started trying shortly after our son was born. Okay. Still trying. Yep. Trying on Wednesday mm. again. So stuff. That, yeah. That's we want to hear all well, about that. Yeah. Here, pull your microphone just close to you. I just want to make sure that you were getting all of your juice. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And why don't you why don't you start us maybe from the reproductive beginning? So tell us how you first became a mama and then let's let's go from there. Okay. Um <clears throat> so how I for, are you talking about like the beginning of us trying or from yeah. when Gus was born? Yeah. However you want to wherever you want to go with it. Okay. Uh, so Rachel and I both knew that we wanted to have kids, our Mm. ideal situation. I think that you would hear this. I don't know. I feel like kind of a lot of lesbian couples feel this way, but maybe, maybe it's just lesbian couples that don't have kind of a top and bottom role necessarily. Mm. Yeah, sure. Right. So, um, you know, with us, we both wanted to carry and have the experience of being Mm. pregnant and Mm. giving birth and, um, you know, the excitement of having a genetic being um, tie there Um, so that is a thing and I tried first Mm -hmm. but it was during a time when it was when I was publisher at Portland Monthly I was very stressed out and I was Mm -hmm. like there's nothing that's going to live inside my body. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Yeah, anytime gonna, I'm soon. not going to have anything except for an anxiety. Baby yeah, t- yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, uh, and so we decided it, it would be good for Rachel to try. And yeah. she had three goes at it. For her, it was really simple because she wasn't a geriatric, uh, you know, yeah. potential mom. Right. Right? She was like of good birthing age and um she tried everything was normal yeah no issues nothing at all and Um, this was three rounds of iui yes okay and then was that with um do i don't know if we're going to say names on do you want to say business names no yeah so with the with the people that you're working with now no okay with another group. Mm-hmm. It was with a very large fertility oh, yes. clinic in Portland. We yeah. know yeah. who that is. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so everything was fine with her. She went into labor, was in labor for, you know, a few hours. Mm. Oh, yeah. And gave birth in 20 minutes to a very, <laughs> to a very healthy baby. Right. And so uh, all of, birth goals, huh? all of right. uh, the potential or, you know, mothers out there, plug your ears because that's just an annoying thing <laughs> yeah. to say. Oh my god, right. And so the family joke Sex is like, you know, high. when and if I get pregnant, it's going to be like a hundred hours of labor <laughs> and like, you totally. know, yeah, all the things. <laughs> did so. she have Gus in hospital? She did. Yeah. And that was always the plan. So we, she kind of wanted to go a little bit more of a traditional route. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say you could split us into, Rachel's a little bit more of a 
traditional person. I'm a little bit more woo woo. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so for me, you know, if, if I when I get pregnant, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll probably use a midwife and we'll go a little bit of a different route. Yeah. Eat cool. the placenta, the whole thing. Yeah. Nice. So, um, Mike, so, you'll come cook it for you. I can. Yeah. I've, yeah. Done, it, I've done it before. It's fun. Yeah. I've heard stories that just sounds really gnarly. <laughs> um, it's a lot. So anyway, yeah, had Gus. Everything was, you know, great, perfect, you know, insane. Cool. And, you know, that was me entering mommyhood. And as I kind of shared with you all, it was a really surreal experience is um, the parent that wasn't the birth parent and mm. also a female. Right. And I don't know, you know, I have brothers who have kids mm. and I don't think that it's the same. I, I think you have be, right? a maternal mm. instinct yeah. and it feels like something's missing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, you know, I have a really good friend. We have a mutual friend, mm. Janny, who yeah. um, kind of prepped me for some of this stuff, which is like, you know, you, it's, you, you have to kind of work and figure out what your role is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's something that didn't totally come natural to me. And I think I had a, you know, I had a little bit of an anxiety anxiety piece about being a parent and then also kind of an identity crisis Mm -hmm. for a couple of years until probably, you know, I would say a few months ago and it just Mm. really, all of a sudden my relationship with my son really kind of clicked and we have our own thing going on and I realized like having time with him by myself without my wife around was Mm. really helpful Mm. and we didn't take as much of that time at the beginning yeah you know it was just like she was around all the time Mm -hmm. and so i think you know that's some advice that i would have for new parents is like Mm. give each other solo time with your baby and with your kid like that there's a bond there that needs to happen that Mm. kind of it can only happen on one-on-one time, I think. Totally. When it, fe- and it feels like there's so many couples that we know, same-sex couples and and, um, and not, and, and where it's like there is an understanding that, like, yes, for obvious reasons, the, the person who birthed that baby needs to be, like, more attached to them at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because it is just a thing. Right. But... Um, but how important that is for both parents to really have this like skin to skin contact and an actual kind of like growing time together without the other parent necessarily. Yeah. And I wonder, I I always have thought that was so interesting to think about like that, like we used to joke that like Rennie would get around babies and her ovaries would start vibrating, you know, (laughs) and I would joke that my ovaries would start vibrating, but like there isn't, I mean, I think that trying to have a baby has really shown to me that it's taught me so many things about the human anatomy and the human body and about women, but um, it really has shown me in so many ways how how different men and women function just as a human. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. oh you yeah, know, men are like you know we're always loaded up for spreading our seed, mm-hmm. and it's just like at all times men are just kind of these dumb sperm vessels, right? And like women's bodies are these complex elements that are like there's a lot of you know there's so many things that you have to think about. And I think that all dials in how your body reacts and how your brain reacts to having a, a child, I would imagine. Yeah. You know? And like you're saying, the reaction that you had around Gus, yeah, I don't know if men, I mean, I think there's elements of that for men, but it's just, it can't be the same. 
Yeah. Because right? right. it's just well, not and I think you as the um, supporting parent, yeah, you know, your role naturally is going to be I'm going to take care of all of the other shit in mm-hmm. the household right. because I know that you two need to bond mm-hmm. and you need to take care of the baby in a way that I can't. Yeah. And so then that kind of starts to be a little bit of a divide where it's mm. like, am I like the like you know Housekeeper hired right help? Here? Yeah, right, like, right, right. Like right, right. you know, I'm making dinner and doing all the cooking mm. and shopping and the whole thing. And it's like, you know, I just think that phase, working through that phase and striking a balance is kind of challenging. Yeah. And you know, so so much relief comes when you figure it out mm. and it's just like, okay, we are a family and this is how we operate mm-hmm. and our kid has individual relationships with us. And, right. You know, mm. right. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. And so different and interesting. I mean, it's like, this is, you discussed our um, previous guest, Janet, her friend, and she talked a lot about that, that like, you know, she was the mother to three children that were biologically not her children yeah and so she was like it's just an interesting thing there's like there's this kind of natural um bond that she felt like they had with uh with her wife but she was like we fucking sorted it out yeah like we just had to kind of think about it a little bit more but once it happened it was like deep yeah really committed and wonderful man i had this experience with gus um i think it was probably like a month ago. So a time where that really starts to surface is like if a kid is exhausted or they get hurt or mm. they have Who like they go to? a yes. big yeah. need with big feelings mm. always goes to the like, you know, birth parent. Mm. Yeah. And there was a situation like a month ago, which I can't remember what happened. And, you know, both Rachel and I were standing there at the ready and Gus came to me and I was just like, <laughs> you know, Oh my God, I can do anything. (laughs) He's like, he's coming to you because he's crying and you're like weeping and snotting. (laughs) Oh, I love you. (laughs) God, I'm going to be a fucking mess. Best moment of my life. (laughs) Um, Tell us about how, if at all, your relationship with Gus has changed as, as you've sort of been on your fertility journey Mm -hmm. um yeah you know it's I mean this is where I get a little Mm wooey you know I feel like having I personally feel like having a really good relationship with him and having that good energy Mm -hmm. around that baby energy that like maternal energy Mm is it's the energy I want to bring into this process. Mm, And so I think when I get caught up in my own shit, in my own head of like, where do I belong here? You know, which still kind of surfaces from time to time. Yeah. I feel like I have to go to Gus and lean on him and spend time with him Mm. and kind of like get that good childlike energy around, you know? Um, we've also just started having conversations about, cause he's really started to understand that he has two moms mm, now. Yeah. This is mm. like a new thing. Yeah. Um, before it was so sad cause we'd pick him up from daycare and he'd say, where's my daddy? You know, because oh, yeah. they're like some daddies would come and pick their kids up, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it was just like, well, you don't have a daddy. And he would get sad because it's like you just, he felt like he didn't have a thing. He didn't right. really right. know. He didn't make the connection. He just right. felt like, oh, I don't have this really important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, and it's the standard image that most of the kids are seeing is sure. mom and dad. And it's yeah. like still, it's it's amazing that that's still such a thing. Yeah. Do you have that book? Um, it's, I think it's a Portland author, but yeah. it's fucking rad. I'll show it to you. It's like, um, it's just like, I can't remember it either. Yeah, but it's like kind of all the different parenting yeah. combos. Yeah, no, we do, like, we do have that book. Yeah. And why I can't... Think. And they're kind of color, like, like purpley people. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, non-gendered. Anyways, it's super cool. Gosh, I can't remember what it's yeah. called. But, um, yeah, so he's now realized that he has two mommies and he feels really lucky about it. And yeah. And now it's, it's been super great. And, you know, so now we've started to talk to him about the fact that, you know, we're trying to have another kid. Mm, yeah. And, you know, would you like a baby brother or sister? And he and so he has, like, a baby and he, like, oh, walks cool. around <laughs> and takes care so of the baby. So he's excited by the oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And he's... <laughs> fascinated about baby you know like whenever we see a baby he's like he gets like all excited he like stands very still and like walks very slowly yeah. to you know wow. the baby cool how intuitive yeah. to like know that you know maybe you don't want to make sudden movements and you want to be gentle and... yeah i gotta bring the energy down a little bit yeah totally cool totally okay wow. so tell us about so when did you start trying for a baby after Gus? So you said it was pretty quickly afterwards yeah so it was i guess it would have been august 2018 okay we had him in august 2017 mm-hmm. okay right? so you know we've been trying for a year and a half but I will say we've done a fair amount of traveling mm. and it's been really tricky because a lot of the travel we haven't picked, it's been for weddings or for this or that. Sure. And <laughs> it has happened to be right when I'm ovulating. Of course, yeah. And we can't take our show on the road, <laughs> you know? So while it sounds like we've been trying for a really long time, and I would say that we were actually just talking about this the other night, this has been the most trying part, which is like it, on on paper, I've been mm. trying for a year and a half, but I've only tried, you know, like eight times. Right, okay. Right? right. Yeah, sure. And um, so for me, it's been difficult because to, through that period, it's like, well, I'm not drinking and I'm eating like warm foods and I'm eating all these specific things and I'm yeah. treating my body in a very specific way, which is healthy and great. Of course. But, it but just, also... A, gigantic pain in the ass sometimes it is so and I, i'm like spending hundreds of dollars on vitamins and supplements and it's like cool we're doing an acupuncture and it's just yeah. like we're shelling out all this dough mm-hmm. and then it's like oh well our wedding's on this date and it's like okay. i can't wow. stop my regimen because then we're gonna come back and i need to keep right. doing it sure. so right, right. i know we've had a couple of those for sure i mean and we can take our show on the road but it's we've had a couple where I've had to be out of town for work. Right. Oh, you actually came to New York with me That's for work right. because she was going to be ovulating. I was like, "Fuck it, road trip." <laughs> 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 but it is. It's like, yeah, it's hard because you have to plan your life around it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we actually we're trying to be really smart about it. We whipped out the calendar at the beginning of the year because we're just we're kind of like in a place where, and this is tricky. We're at a place where we have. A certain amount of vials left, which I'll mm. I can kind of get into in a minute because we have a whole vial of sperm story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's kind of like how many tries do I have left before I pass the baton? Because, as I'm sure you know, 
someone who has had who has had a successful pregnancy, mm-hmm. they are significantly more likely to get pregnant again. Totally. So, yeah. so on top of the fact that Rachel just had an easy pregnancy, she is now even more likely to get pregnant. Right. So, mm-hmm. there comes a point where it's like, you know, let's just be done with this process mm. and let's move on. And I think that if that time comes, I think that'll be difficult. Yeah, sure. So we're really hoping that we can have some luck here in the yeah. next few months. So. But that, the, when you say that time comes along, would that mean she that she would try again? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, my mom has been, you know, she's like, I'll pay for IVF and I'll yeah. do, you know, because both of us are like, we're not going to pay, you know, 20 something grand, sure. my mom's you know, blah, thing. blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, that's the point where it's like, are we trying too hard for a thing that may not matter that much? Yeah. You know, is yeah. this getting too much of a vanity thing, mm. you know? And so then you kind of get in this whole philosophical yeah. conversation about why why are we doing this and what are our hopes and dreams totally here? totally well, yeah. i completely understand that I mean, when we talk about you know the other options we talk about you know adoption or we talk about kind of any of the things that we could do and i'm you know there there is just this part of me that's like god i just really want to have our own kiddo you know? yeah and um and then ivf yeah and i think about ivf and it's I mean, I think it kind of like, <clears throat> like, let's just say, can we put the money aside? If we like put the money aside, okay. It's still this unbelievable process. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, what if that doesn't work? I don't right. know. I'm just like, Oof. How do you feel if you're carrying IVF and, you know, yeah. and then you miscarry? And right. then it's just right. like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's where, that's a real doozy. Right. Like I, and my just, heart goes out to people who have totally. gone down that road. That's yeah, just totally. double whammy. I mean, we had, I've talked about it on the show before, but like we've had a couple of these, there's a woman who we were maybe going to be on her podcast and she was like, Hey, fill out this kind of intro form of like who you are and like what your birth journey has been. This is what mine looks like. And so she gave like a sample and it was what she'd gone through and it was unbelievable. I mean like eight miscarriages, three or four IVF, um, rounds of IVF all with miscarriages one with stillborn twins I think like just like whoa. whoa you know and I'm like we're talking about we've had one miscarriage and we've been trying for a couple of years you know yeah. and it's like I don't know every, there is no harder there's just hard right I mean mm-hmm. so it's like not worth comparing like it's but it's like wow I mean right. I don't know if I have the skin for that yeah did you when you started your fertility journey did you um sort of like assume fertility and think, oh man, I'm going to like do these IUIs and get knocked up and it's going to be great. Uh, so that's a great question. Um, with the big fertility uh, clinic yes. that yeah. will remain nameless, <laughs> um, that I went to, you know, I'm a geriatric Patient. Definitely, they and love so, to give you those statistics. Oh okay? yeah, yes. it's like here's a graph and here's your percentage <laughs> yeah. of like conceiving, and yeah. it's like, well, what are we fucking doing you're, you're, here? Yeah, your wedge of the pie is the one with the cobwebs. And then in they it. do yes. think. Yes. I mean, in my case, they literally said this. It was like, this is your percentage. Yeah. And Rachel, this is your percentage. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, fuck off, Thanks. man. We've yeah. had enough talks in our house about this. We don't. This is. Right. Unnecessary. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and so out of the gate, it was Clomid. Out of the gate, it was like 
you know, doing all these lab tests and, you know, going to the Lake Oswego imaging totally. yep. and like doing the ink, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And then it was like, it wasn't like just that in the first month. It's like, well then every month you're going to be doing an ultrasound mm. and doing yes. all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was kind of day one and that was like the, that was six months in before. And I was, so my reaction to Clomid was awful. So Mm. anytime Mm. someone is on Clomid or their doctor is thinking about prescribing them, I will try to get in their ear and just be like, check it out and pay really close attention to how you respond month one. Because I will tell you the first time I took it, Rachel and I were out on a hike and I had like a full blown panic attack. Mm. I thought I was going to throw up. I like couldn't, I felt like I was going to pass out right there. It was yeah. weird. And yeah. that should have been my first <laughs> <laughs> indicator. And I was like, God damn it. I can, this is after watching my wife give birth. I was like, I can take these hormones. Got it. And, um, that is such an interesting, like social dynamic too, where it's like interpersonally like, Oh, I, she crushed it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Fucking on. Right. Pull it together, Carrie. <laughs> totally. Don't puke on this trail. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I did it every month for, I think five months and I was seeing an acupuncturist whom I totally love. Yeah. Um, mm. Annabelle Snow from North Portland. She's amazing. Acupuncture. She's, She's totally so amazing. great. And she was just like, listen, you know, because I felt like I was having panic attacks all the time. Mm. Like it just, my pull, it, everything was buzzing in yes, my body. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, this just isn't right for you. You yeah. are not, this is not the house uh-huh. that this baby wants to live in. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh-huh. like trying to like, it's like trying to put someone to sleep like in a frat house or something. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like you yeah, got, it's got to be zen. It's got to be chill. You've got to feel great. And this is not the thing. Yeah. Did did the fertility clinic put that together at all? Like, were you reporting to them? Hey, I'm having panic attacks. No, and, think, and they didn't ask and um, it wasn't a thing. It, yeah. it, so that was one of the other things that she mentioned that I was kind of complaining to her. I'm just like, I'm taking all these ultrasounds, I'm doing all these things. And I just feel like this is not my journey. You know, like even if we had a successful pregnancy, cause Rachel went the same route and it was, she was in and out and it was quick, you know, but I was on the journey for a lot longer and I'm just like, this is not my journey. Mm. And I've got to like, have a much more natural approach to this. Mm. I need to feel more like nourished and stable and good. Mm. And these, these, these aren't my peeps. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we um, took a month off after that. Cause I don't know if you, you probably know this, but you can only be on Clomid yes. so long before yeah. it actually starts act- having negative effects totally. on, yeah. your, on your And there's system. a maximum <clears throat> amount that you can take. Kind I of think in your six lifetime months or something or something. Yeah. Or yeah. is it just maximum at a clip? I I don't know about the lifetime thing. Yeah. I just know that I was at the end okay. of yeah, the yeah. road anyway. Yep. So we took a month off and we had a friend who was, uh, will, a guy friend of ours who was willing to help us with the sperm. Mm. <laughs> That's how you say that. <laughs> That was also very different. That is the, the gayest sperm. delivery <laughs> ever. Help us with that sperm stuff. He assisted us with the... <laughs> Steven? 
Man, I gotta tell you, taking those specimens from him was yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, wait, I had wait, a, wait, wait, did he just like pop them at your house? How did that so work? he would come over, so he was in a relationship with a gal, and mm-hmm. they both kind of signed on, signed on for it. Yeah. And so the idea was, they would come to our house, they would get busy downstairs. We had a full like clinical, like little cup, like a, yeah. you know, like a donor cup. Okay. And so then he would hand it off to Rachel and I'd be in bed ready because you have a 20 minute window to get it back in something, (laughs) you know? And so he would come over, but in all the cases, like his girlfriend for some reason or another, probably just because she's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Never showed up. And so he would just have to handle his business. Right, okay. And then he would hand the cup and I would just get this waft of semen. It's like, reminded me of my straight days. And I was just like, man, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> ugh, this is like, a oh lot. Boy, it's like a fucking smelly, chlorine pool. It's just yeah. a lot. It's yeah. just such a specific... Specific it's very smell. specific. We have a friend, uh, Jamie, who, if she's listening, she'll really appreciate this story. Um, she uh, lived in this like fancy apartment building for a while that had like this pool and all this fun stuff. And so we'd go over and have vodies for your body, which were these vodka drinks that she would make. And she had these metal. <laughs> Sounds so healthy when you say <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. for your body. Yeah. That was the whole point. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's like a smoothie. Yeah. yeah. But she had these metal straws that we would use, and it would be sunny and hot out. And for whatever reason, when the sun would get the straw hot, it tasted exactly like semen. Yeah, yeah. And we all, and I was like, what's up with these cum straws? <laughs> well, speaking of cum straws, yeah. this is we a are. perfect segue. I haven't yes. even talked to you about this. Have I talked to you about the straws? No. No. But I okay. really want you to. Oh okay, God. so. Um, the Cumstras. It sounds like this is going to be like I saw the sweet punk band. They were called the Cumstras. <laughs> So, when um, when Rachel went through her process, we yeah. bought a bunch of sperm. Okay. We found a donor. Finding a donor is fun as fuck, mm. by the way. That's a whole thing. Because is it like you get to kind of just swipe, swipe right, you're, swipe left yeah. type thing? It's like you're on Tinder right. <laughs> for your baby daddy. Uh, yeah. Right. Like pictures? So you can, yeah, there's pictures, there's sound bites, there's like, oh, get awesome. creative and they like sing a song or draw a picture. <gasps> get or the like, fuck no out yeah. There, it's like a whole. Thing. And wow. so it's so, so fun cool. to like sit there with your partner and just like judge like nobody's <laughs> judged before. Yeah. No, this isn't our mm-hmm. You know, but we found this perfect donor who okay. was like all the things, like a woodworker and a musician and very a smart redhead. and like an engineer and yeah. the whole thing, right? It's like great. Um so we bought as much sperm from him as we could before he went into quote unquote retirement. Okay. Right? Which wait, is wait, like a when, studying when horse. When does that happen? He gets snipped. He got snipped. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because he had his own family. So the other thing is he did it for the right reasons. He had gay friends oh, and yeah, saw cool. what the struggle was and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's just a lot of babies out there from this guy. Right. <clears throat> so we got what we could and I we had three vials left when I started trying. So mm. I jammed through. The three vials left. It's a. It's now's the time. Now is the time. Now is the time like. to use it. Do you know that joke? What? What's the difference between jam and jelly? Oh boy. What? I can't jelly my dick up your grandma's ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. God. I'm so sorry. Oh boy. Sorry. Oh boy. Um. So anyway, went through that, and you know we've had with our friend who was a donor. Mm. He helped us during that 
the time after we ran through the sperm we used to get Gus. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so recently we had to go back to the sperm bank and find a new donor because after a few tries with our friend, we decided to have him tested. Mm. Mm. And we realized that there was some mobility issues and just stuff. And I just didn't feel like it was right to pull him into that process and he would have to go on like a specific diet and take all right, these right. things and even if we didn't get pregnant it would just it would just be weird yeah so we decided let's just normalize and go back to sperm bank. so we tried once and this is like in november and we get a call from seattle sperm bank and they're like hey you've been on the wait list for two years and the donor from your son you're now, your number's up and you can buy a bunch of vials of sperm if you want. Mm. So Rachel's like, buy them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is $10,000 of sperm you want me to buy. Yeah. You know? And they were like, ma'am, you can only buy four vials. There are other people on the list. Okay. You know? And all I was right. like, okay, fine. We'll take the four. But just know we would buy more. So, and I said, by the way, where did these files come from? Because there's so many people on the wait list. And she said, oh, we actually found them. <laughs> they were unlabeled in our search. So we, it's a little dicey. <laughs> it could so be awesome. a little dicey. Wait, wait, wait. Unlabeled where? What is they, they had them unlabeled in their storage unit. They basically lost them in their storage unit and then refound them. And they told you that? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just found this box of old photos from high school or whatever yeah. under the couch. Yeah. I, I like have this visual of this like of this freezer and this like the sperm that had like somehow <laughs> dropped and fallen under totally. like some sort of cart or something. <laughs> it's actually like the janitor's sperm. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. He came in and jerked off and then left. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know this story. <laughs> or he knocked some of them over and he was like, ah, I'll just replenish it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, they called us over Christmas. They called us like on Christmas Day. Mm. I swear. I mean, these people, it was like insane because the first call was on Chris on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh wow. So it's yeah. like, they just what's happening? Holidays, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they said, hey, just so you know, we've got a couple straws. And we're mm. like, what the they fuck are up? straws? Yeah. And they're like, so uh, fertility clinics or sperm banks, sorry, uh, would use straws instead of vials oh. before. And I was like, well, what's the difference? Nothing. It's just like the the delivery method. Yeah, and like, just easier so to I drink called their like, midwife and said, is this a problem to get in? Yeah. And she said no. So we bought a bunch of straws. Come straws. Sweet. <laughs> so I when like I, how you brought that So when I come to your that. house and I ask for a diet... Coke and I want a straw with it. I'm yeah. gonna be particular yeah. about which straw yeah. I got. Yeah, you better check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you want to smell first. Sure. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's and that was this year. That yeah, that yeah, was so that was just running. like a couple of months ago. Right, so sure. this next try I'm trying on Wednesday. Oh yeah. And this will be the first try. I like to say with Gus's sperm. <laughs> Well, so you told me we were out to dinner the other night and you said something along those lines. And I was like, it I knew what you were saying, but I was like, they're not, no. I mean, they're not wait using, a minute. Wait. No. I said, I was like, that's a closed loop. Like, we can't yeah. really, yeah. We know where to draw the line. Yeah. I was like, I mean, Portland is pretty open, but yeah. Man, would that save us a lot of money? Oh, yeah. That 
that little guy was just pumping out vials? Come oh on, little buddy. <laughs> but wait, wait. So, you, but you are no longer going to this fertility clinic, correct? Mm-mm. In order to, yeah, to do your IUI. So, so what's what are you doing now? Yeah, good question. So, we, so after having our friend come and jack off downstairs, we decided <laughs> let's let's now kind of bring this to the most professional mm, mm. level we can without yeah. getting as clinical as we were. Cool. Yeah. So we now have a, a midwife team kind of, I'll say it's you coyote, can shout them. Go yeah. Coyote midwifery. Yes. Yeah. We're actually um, meeting with them on Tuesday. Joni and Caitlin are awesome. I really love them. They feel like a team. They care about our well being. Yeah. They like are helping us make decisions. They've been it's just totally what I want and it's a complete different zone. Yeah. That's so rad. Um and did they come to your home in order to do the IUI? Is that yeah. how it works? Yep. So cool. we could go to them or they could come to us. So we opted for them to come to us. Mm-hmm. And I am on hormones again, but mm. I'm on a different type of hormones, which doesn't make me feel crazy. Yeah, that's great. Um, and how how did you get those hormones? Were one so of them yeah, Joni Joni is a RN, so she was able to prescribe them. Okay, and so cool. it's super chill. It nice. doesn't feel crazy. That's awesome. So they come to us, and we, you know, I'm having Seattle Sperm Bank send us this big canister. In fact, they oh, sweet, they yeah. said, you know, we're gonna send you. I love it when people are proactive like this. We're going to send you the 14-day canister instead of the 7 because we're planning on getting a lot of snow and we want to make sure you can do this. <gasps> and it's like, oh, okay, awesome. you know, yeah. we don't want it to be delayed. Sure. That's great. So they sent us the canister. It's like this nitrogen nitrogen thing. You pull it out yeah, like and then you defrost the it. They have me defrost it by putting it under my armpit. Oh, so it's wow. all very technical. Cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then they, so, and Rachel is with them helping to like you know inseminate cool and so their whole thing is they want you to sit and watch like you know four rounds Mm. and then if there is a way you know rachel could do it Mm -hmm. that's great okay so So, then you could potentially take the show on the road i mean i guess you have to bring the nitrogen canister maybe not (laughs) (laughs) this is my checked bag yeah Um, so that's where we're at right now and it's awesome. kind of feeling like, okay, I feel like we've landed the plane, we've got the gust sperm, we've got the good team yes. of, uh, <laughs> you know, people who are helping us. We've got the good medication. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. The, all the things. Cool. Wow. It's going to happen. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Mm. I'm doing, um, a thing. I haven't shared this with Rachel, but on Monday, I'm going to someone to like do a whole like spiritual cleansing thing. So I just, I don't know. I think kind of leading up to insemination, anything you can do to like just be in the zone, give yourself the space to, you know, be there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, if for nothing else, I just want a little, little me time, a little break during this process. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that. Yeah. And <clears throat> were you doing any of that when you were with the fertility clinic? Like, were you thinking on a more sort of spiritual level about cleansing? And- um, no, that has been kind of with me, um, you know, for the last couple of months, I've been really wanting to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, a little side note, my business is growing like crazy. And so I think for me, it's really been 
it's been necessary to like figure out how to compartmentalize and like put the brakes on things. Mm. And, you know, I think for me, I've just been in such business growth mode that I just want to like let that go and kind of just change my, change my vibe a little bit, you know, see if if they can kind of cleanse out some of the anxiety Mm. stuff and like get me into a little bit more ground grounded place um it also feels like the place so the big place that you're talking about is the place that we went to yeah and it's it's pretty hard to see the kind of more spiritual um oh yeah you you know part of it because it's like it's just not a very introspective place i mean it just feels very like beverly hills clinical shiny Mm -hmm. all the things whatever i you know i don't know just didn't buy with me. Yeah, I just, I you know, I just felt like cattle being in there right. is what I felt right. like. You right. know, like they and really fucking old cattle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like put out like geriatric. Cattle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, just powdered milk. But you know, the thing that Rachel and I were talking about because they actually used to be a client of mine a long time ago, oh, so I've known about them for a long time. And they're really big on their numbers. Yes. And so I just kind of feel like for them, it was a gift that I stopped going to them Mm. because we've taken a while to get pregnant. That's right. And that's why they literally have not called me once since the last time, you know? Mm. And I just think that what they want to do is they want to get in people and pump them up full of drugs and get them pregnant and Mm -hmm. get them out, you know, even if it's like not the right way to go about things. We just paid for the, you know, things that we've done with them or whatever. And, you know, we haven't, anything for you know we they basically were like you need to go get this procedure done you need to kind of get ready for us yeah and we basically have not just you know decided to basically not go back yeah but we haven't been you know they didn't follow up to see how things were going or whatever they're like we're gonna be your care team we're gonna be there for you and yeah. i think it was kind of this letter like when you're ready to be successful for us yeah we'll totally be there for it. right right which right. which is and they were actually they were very sweet when we were there where they were fine i don't want to Shit it talk is, them, but it's different. It is difficult, though, to cut to, and you alluded to this, to be in a place where you're already feeling um, vulnerable. Yep. And for <clears throat> them to not only confirm that, but sort of take it a step further by saying, Ooh, sister, here's your stats, and it's it's not good. Yeah. So, like, you gotta walk out, you gotta take, plop this clomid right now. Um, yeah. And we've got, it felt so urgent. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, oof, I was just like a clam in there, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and so... It's kind of, it's interesting to look back and think, who is this set up for? I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we had a successful pregnancy through them. Totally. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that's the, that's the thing. If you are young yeah. and you, like in our case, you're a gay couple that just doesn't have access to sperm, right. then that they're you like, gotcha. this is our ideal person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you're like older or like you're having trouble conceiving, you know, it's just like, I feel like their bedside manner is really poor. Yeah. You know, I think we also talked about in a lot of our conversations, the dialogue with the doctor Mm. was so fast Mm -hmm. that it made me feel really anxious Mm -hmm. and made me feel like I couldn't ask the questions I wanted to ask. Yeah, I'm with that. I get that. And it was like everything she was telling me was feeling really shitty. So it was also kind of like I didn't want to 
get right. more. Yeah, you want to scratch right. the surface. Yeah. Like. That's right. <laughs> so, like, should I have my walker ready, like, now? Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, where are you guys at with, with where, where, are you, where are you at? So, Didn't uh, expect her to flip it on I us. know. Um, well, so we're basically, like, Renee had the procedure about a month ago. And um, had to take a month off from trying, basically, to heal, to have the polyps removed. Yep. Um, and then we're kind of back on the horse now. How are you feeling, and how did the procedure go? And um, The procedure was, I don't, it was, like, a success <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. But it was, it was actually far more intense than I thought. So I sought someone out that would do it in office. Yeah. And um, so I didn't go under for the surgery. So I yeah. was pretty fully lucid yeah. once they started the surgery she gave me this like benzodiazepine that made me nice and super loopy and then as soon as she turned on that machine i was like "Bing, okay i'm back yeah <laughs> oh so, my god um, what did the machine sound like well it's like a very like a quiet weed whacker yeah i mean the machine it's the thing that was actually <laughs> oh yeah i mean the thing that was inside of her was basically this spinning blade of death um, that kind of was like a cylinder that rotated with like kind of like it almost looked like a cheese grater kind of. And then it had a vacuum attached to it. So it sounded kind of like a small version of what you can picture that. Everything you're like. saying just sounds horrifying. And so we have a cheese video grater, of it if you'd like to see. Yeah, well, there's a video. Really intense. Yeah, of the screen. So you can yeah. see like what it looks like. Because uh, they send a little camera up there. Yeah, so you can see the inside of her uterus getting cleaned out. Oh, cool. Pretty fine. We'll put it up cool. on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very, uh, cool. Well, and you can hear the thing about it for me was that Corinne has like a pretty high pain tolerance. And like we've been together when she's had things happen and like injuries and stuff. And she's like all good. And this was the first time that I've seen her like wince and like, ah, God, I was like so protective of her. Having moment. surgeries ah. like that where, so I, I had it and I talked to you guys about this. I had yeah. like a, um, a thing cauterized in my on my cervix just mm. to prevent like yeah cervical cancer and it's a different feeling than anything like being like cut or breaking mm -hmm. a bone which i've never broken it's like it feels topical it feels mm -hmm. yeah surf mm -hmm. uh, on the surface yeah. but when like that is happening it is mm -hmm. in your body mm -hmm. and it is crazy in the most yeah. intimate area right it's just wow. a different it's hard to explain but it's such a different kind of pain yeah. I mean, I've well and from a had... from a sort of spiritual kind of woo woo level too i think it's you know this is your womb this yeah. is like what's you know we're meant to birth things from here and what was happening is like something was being weed whacked and sucked out it just yeah, felt so away. like yeah weird alternate university yeah god i can't even imagine um, and but, the sound sounds Yeah, the sound was really It was weird. a lot. Well, and then the place that we went to, which uh, it's right next to where you were for the dye test. So it was in that same yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a She's wonderful. gem, yeah. too. Oh, um, what, the, first the dye doctor? test gal? No. The, the, okay. no, I actually loved her, The dye too. test gal was awesome. Oh, she was, she was so cool. So She's like one of the coolest doctors I've yeah, ever met. I'm like totally. so biz. I love yeah. that. Well, she felt like kind of like, I don't know, just like, well, so I wanted to see... During the diet test, I wanted to see her cervix and I wanted to see all that stuff. So I was like, can I come down where you are? And she was like, oh yeah. And so she was totally down for it. 
And um, she felt like my cool, she felt like the aunt who's into cool artwork and like introduces you to Coltrane <laughs> yeah. and then has like funky jewelry and glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck I yeah. totally can picture this woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. But she, the place where she had the procedure done, they were wonderful and very professional. But during the procedure, like they have, she has an IV, you know, that's, um, it's, she, there was an IV bag that they were using the saline fluid through the um, the machine through the wand so mm-hmm. that it would keep it lubricated and the way that they were getting the liquid out of the bag was they had like a <laughs> blood pressure cuff wrapped around it and she was just squeezing it and it was squeezing the bag but then it started to like pop out of the top like a wet hot dog or something and so she just undid that shit and just was fucking squeezing it by hand and so it's like in the background you can hear her like like grunting and the sound of the bag squeezing. I don't know. It was and there's fucking saline spraying everywhere. The floor was so wet. And I was just a little bit like, um, I mean, this is all all good, right? We're all we're all good here. Fuck. They're like mopping. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, they didn't lose anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the polyp. Yeah. Was, yeah, there yeah. was a fob from the... Pulling out some mop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mop bits. Is that my car key in there? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. No. Um, yeah, how about you? How are you feeling at this point in your... I, 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 I don't want to call it journey. It sounds like... I'm implying that it's laborious or something. Mm-hmm. For some people, I don't think that it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think the main, and this is kind of fresh off the press because yeah. Rachel and I literally had this conversation last night because mm. we've been kind of avoiding the talk of like, okay, well, we know we have this many vials mm. of the right. gust sperm. Mm-hmm. How do we want to deal with this? Because yeah. we really do like the idea of both of our kids having a genetic connection. Yeah, it's intense. You know, and so for me, you know, the thing that I told Rachel is the same thing that I mentioned to you guys, which is like the idea of not trying feels sad to me. Mm -hmm. And so we really are trying to just like focus on each time, you know, let's hope that this next time is the right thing. But I think that the the piece that is feeling old to me that is just wearing on me is just the process. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sick of taking all the stuff. I'm taking thyroid medicine. Mm. Um, I'm taking, you know, the stuff for my fertility Mm -hmm. and it affects me. I can feel it affecting me and I just don't want to take shit. So that's thing number one. And thing number two is like, I really want to like be training for a half marathon and Mm -hmm. I really want to be doing like some intense exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I've been told like, you just pretty much try to do chill out on the workout, you know, like get your workout in every day, but like focus on elliptical and, you know, walking and light running and stuff. And so for me, I just a little bit feel a, I feel a lot of empathy for people who have been on this road for a long time. My friend mm-hmm. Liza, um, she was in this process for seven years. Right. And now she has three boys. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine doing this for seven years. Yeah. 
I mean, really... we're not. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for me, it's like I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling psyched about the this next try or these yeah. next couple tries because I just feel like we've all all the thing all the boxes are checked. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, but long term, it's like yeah, we got to figure this out. We're also like trying to do other things in our life right, right. now, like buying a house. Both so Rachel works at my company. Yeah. And so. I think for us, we just are ready to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Check that box. Yep, yeah. You got it. Isn't it funny? Like check that box. Just like I, it's it just takes like up a, another term. It's just like a yeah. little pun. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yeah, just check like, that box. Yeah, check the box. Yeah, your box. Like How's get your box? my box yeah. checked. Yeah. Just straw that box. Yeah. Um, Carrie, you are just magic. I really appreciate you coming on the show and just yeah. being so um yeah just being so open and funny can't wait for your improv class oh my god we're gonna fucking slay yeah we day. are for you sure. gotta do something watch with out. the straw mm-hmm. watch out the straws. Yeah. Come straws. The straws. Come yeah i really should start writing down the funny stuff i mean just today alone like yeah. so much funny shit yes. is out there if you're paying attention <laughs> yes. i gotta tell these guys like yes a yes. huge Fucking so this person walked in front of our house with a huge fucking raccoon <laughs> on their shoulder, like yeah, a normal couple was walking in front of our house with a huge live raccoon on their shoulder. Yeah, amazing. Like, this has nothing to do with the cum straws, by the way. Yeah, or the pregnancy. Yeah. Just there's just so we got funny stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we live in a funny town anyways. I think like Portland's just quirky enough that it's like there's a lot of things that I see every oh, day yeah. and I'm like, that's awesome and needs to be told. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. We've got yeah. Those. We, and I think that's the thing that feels really exciting about the improv class is like the like need and right to jot down all the funny shit that yes. you yes. see because Ooh, there's like a dude. activity behind it. Yes. And right? I love the idea of having a little joke notebook. Yeah. Yeah. And just writing down like little prompts. I mean, totally. So cute. Yeah. Okay, it's, um, thank you guys. I love you so much. You're my favorite people. You're my BS, BSS. BSS. BFS. Big salty system. <laughs> Come on, baby. Um, Will you humor us and um, finish out this segment with your five favorites, which we're going to list off to you, and you'll just kind of rapid fire. We've got their questions. Five favorite things. Yeah. Oh, you've got the questions. Yes. Got questions oh, left. okay. Yeah. Five do... favorite anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. No, this is like our rapid fire thing we do with every interviewee. Okay. Um, so I, I know I can, do you think we should do four and skip that first question we normally ask? Great. I kind of hate which, that first wait, question. Wait, what's the, you don't have to ask it, but what is it? Well, okay. So we normally, the five, well, first question is usually, when was your last, what was your last positive experience with a healthcare practitioner? Oh. Because uh-huh. sometimes like we, like the stories that we're hearing from, from people are like, it's all bad stories and negative stuff or whatever. So we quite, like want to end on like a palate cleanser. Like, oh my gosh, I had this amazing OB mm. appointment, da 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 da. Mm. But I kind of, I don't know, that the question is it's being a little lumpy. Should we stick, I keep mean, it in? I'm still interested. Okay, yeah. What was your last positive it's, experience? It's with? boring, but it happened today. I had no. my blood drawn because yes. they want to see if I still have a thyroid issue. Yeah. And the woman was like, you know, did the regular thing, pulled out my sleeve and da da da. I didn't feel anything. And mm. she's like, you're on your way, sister. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, I fucking Great. love it when you can get in and Hell get yeah. out. No one wants to be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Just yes. get me out of here. She was just cool as fuck and just yeah. a phlebotomist. Well, I was going to say, there's something yeah. unique about a phlebotomist. Like, yeah. they're often fucking cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stick with it. Cool they and are. efficient. Totally. Yeah. Because they got to be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel any. It was like the first time I had had my 
blood drawn where it's like I literally did not feel yeah. the thing. So you're I have not fetch. had that experience That's lately. Beautiful. I've had a couple like searching for the vein moments or like <laughs> the last time I did it, it was the dude's first time ever and he was unassisted. There was nobody helping him and he was shaking and sweating and I was like, bruh. And I let him ram it in me. I was like, all right. And it was like not, it didn't hit a single vein and then the other guy came in and was like, boop, 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 boop and did it in two seconds but there was like, it was bruised. Yeah. yeah. That's, you don't yeah, want yeah. that guy. Uh-uh. Okay, next question, you. Um, Your favorite swear word. I don't know. Fuck. I mean. <laughs> Tried and true. Yeah. I liked how. It's classic. I liked the deep side. Well, you know, I don't actually, it might be asshole. Ooh, just yeah. because I feel like asshole isn't even really a swear word. Mm. And I just, I feel like I can call myself an asshole all the yeah. time. Like we use it all the time in our household. Yeah. So that might actually be my favorite because it doesn't feel good. flinchy. Right. You know, like an saying asshole. fuck is like cool, but even saying it, I feel kind of like you know yeah. like it's only very few where I'm like fuck yeah you know whereas asshole it's just like yeah oh yeah I'll, I'll pop it off no I'm with yeah. that there it's asshole yeah um, I like it okay favorite 90s R&B makeout song or just makeout song in general mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 90s R&B makeout song doesn't have to no. be R&B no just, just 90s, 90s makeout song, song. Mine are just all R&B. Our, ours are R&B. Yeah. Yours doesn't have to be. <laughs> what are yours? Oh, God. I don't know if I... Well, I mean... Mine Jodeci. is... Um, yeah, Jodeci Feenan. Do you remember that song? No. Maybe not. Yeah. Yep. Great song. Great song. And mine was Super probably sexy. 112. Like, Ooh. Cupid. Yeah. One of the... They're from Bad Boy. Well, yeah, but it led to some shit. It had a beat to it, so you could kind of dry hump to it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Man, I've got some dead air here. You can, I, we can come back to it. I gotta think about it. Yeah, you it from think it. on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next up. Next up is if oh, you said oh. hip hop, I would fire him off. Oh. But like makeout song, like I just don't know. Okay. I don't know. Could be a hip hop makeout song. Mm. All right, I'll come back. Okay. okay. How about a? Um, ooh, how about a 2020 candidate that you're gunning for? I mean, it's just got to be Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. You know. Hey. Oh. No. Obvi's. She's she's oh, differently. She's, she's like Bernie all the way. Well, Bernie no, can we, a, yeah, can we talk supporter. about this? I want, I want Bernie all day. I want sure. Bernie all day. Sure. It's the only reason it's Elizabeth Warren is because it has to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, like let's, and that's, that's where we're at. And it sucks. Like everything Bernie says, I'm on board with. He, I love listening to what he has to say. Yep. He's very consistent. Everything's on point. Yeah. But, you know, if we want actually a candidate to win, right now it's Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And I think she's a... I, I like Elizabeth Warren. I'm like, I'm on board with her. I like her a lot too. I just, you know, I I really enjoy Bernie. Yeah, which I get, but he's going to die in office. <laughs> it's too old. We've been talking about ageism yeah. this whole time on the yeah. show, but I'm like... Yeah. 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 Not that she's that much younger. Yeah. yeah. But it just, she feels younger. Mm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And we just need a woman president, a female president. Mm-hmm. After, as a fucking palate cleanser after Trump. And I feel like Warren can bring in moderates as well as far lefties. And yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. she'd be good. Yeah. What's um, the question we're missing? Well, um, what's your like go-to stress food? Like, yes. What's your, what's eat your, your feeling, feeling snack? snack? Ice cream. Oh yeah. yeah. Solid. Yeah. That's great. 
Yeah. I mean, cookies are great too, but ice cream's like the thing that just really brings me pure joy. And you can yeah. take cookies and ram them into chocolate ice like cream as well. So. I also feel like with ice cream, I, I can have a little bit more self-control with mm. cookies. Like if oh, there's yeah. a... Th- it, we can't buy cookies because no. I will just house them. Have you had that old-fashioned cookie dough that they sell at um, New Seasons? And it's just cookie dough, but it has no eggs in it, so you can just like eat it by the spoonful? No. Oh, don't. It's yeah, don't so remember. good. Right. And really? I will literally eat it like five tablespoons at a you, time. You jam it in. Ram like it this. home. Yeah. Really got to <laughs> give it to it. Yeah. Um, do you got that song? I, I know okay. what album it's on, but I don't oh, know. Oh, you just don't remember the Yeah, it's the on band. the um, the Boomerang. Do you remember Oh, the yeah, Boomerang, Boomerang soundtrack. Yep. It's on Boomerang soundtrack. Okay. Um, I remember there's a Tribe Called Quest song on there. What else is on there? Um, um, there's like an I'll Be Sure song. Ooh, you know I don't what? Have we're going to find we'll it find and it. link to it. We'll find it and yeah. link to the video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my phone Desperate is right there. Desperate to know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all good. Yeah. Um, this was really fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love you both so much. Here's to our uh, burgeoning comedy careers. Yeah. And burgeoning babies. And baby making. Baby making. Yeah. Let's do it. I know. Let's do it. 2020. 2020. It's all 2020 babies of plenty. Yeah. Right. Uh, Thanks, you guys. Um, Again, Mikey and Rin stay in on um, the tweets and on Instagram. Um, Let's eat at Mikey and Rin. Stay in.com. You can send us your questions and happy fun times. Um, thoughts find us on all your podcatchers um, anything else give us a review if you're yeah. digging us give yeah, us some fucking love... five star reviews give us some seven star reviews if yeah, you why not? get your shit together why not? Um, so thanks you guys I'm Mikey and I'm Rin and tonight tonight we're gonna stay I like how you <laughs> I was telling myself to shut up and go at the same time Love you. Hey guys, our friend Carrie was just leaving and she thought of what her song was, and it is PM Dawn's I'd Die Without You. Yes! Sexy time. Bye.